This is the big time, girly. This is rock and roll. Hey, bud. Let's party. This is the happiest day of my life. Hey, pizza. <laughs> You're immature. You can't do a single thing by yourself. You're a spastic nerf bag all the time. Such here lack concentration. You guys are not that dumb. Hey, everybody. You're in the dummy room. This is Jody Havnot. And this is Nate. You're tuned into the world's greatest punk rock podcast, brand new and beaming to you from suburbia. I'm Jody Havnot. Some of you guys probably know me from some of the other podcasts I've done over the years, which in a way kind of brings us to our uh, origin story of how I met Nate in the first place and how we decided to uh, craft the world's greatest punk rock talk show. Check this out. So I do this Kiss podcast called Podcast Rock City, and uh, Nate just happened to listen to it one time, and he sent in an email, right? So I responded to him, and it turns out that he is actually into all the same punk rock that I am. And we call it pop punk, but I do have a problem with that term. I don't know if you do, Nate. Do you? Um, I don't think so. What bugs me about the term pop punk is like when people say that, they th- they're thinking that pop punk is Green Day and pop punk is like Blink-182 Blink Offspring. That's not yep. what we're into. I mean, I like some songs by all those bands, sure. But that's not, when we say we're into pop punk, it's like a totally different thing. It kind of, to me, I mean, it comes from the Ramones, but it really comes from like early Lookout Records shit is like the most influential on all the whole genre, I would say. I don't know if you agree yes. with that. Totally agree. Yeah, so we're talking about, you know, bands in the vein of the queers, you know, Screeching Weasel, Groovy Ghoulies, MTX. You know where we're coming from if you're into this. And if you're not, yep. stay tuned for a lot of cool music, a lot of cool stuff you might get into if you're only into Kiss. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure we're, we'll probably get a few people that are listening because of my other show. Yep. So hopefully you guys have an open mind. You can check out some other rock and roll besides all this 80s stuff, all right? Because there's a whole <laughs> lot of great shit out there. And I think a lot of those dudes have no idea. So anyways, so Nate and I met through kiss but it turns out that we're both way into like old school especially pop punk you know absolutely yeah i uh i'd hear you on the uh podcast rock city and and strange ways and every once in a while you would uh you would mention a certain band um completely out of the blue and it i would just think wow this guy's how does he know about these bands so uh when i did write finally got a hold of you it was like wow we're into all the same all the same bands yeah. and kiss and kiss uh, which is yeah. kind of wild but so. in a lot of ways i know a lot of my punk rock buddies you know kiss was kind of like one of those gateway bands for everybody that i know almost you know and at the time if you really think about it pre-punk they were the heaviest coolest shit around you know what i mean yeah yeah really? i mean there was black sabbath blue cheer yeah. but to me kiss was cooler because they were faster, yeah. you know what I mean? It wasn't all gloom and doom. It was, like, fast rock and roll. And, you know, I yeah. like being into punk, you kind of, the speed is part of it. You know what I mean? I like fast yeah. shit. I want to rock yeah. out. I don't want to hear a bunch of ballads. But anyways, so, yeah, so Nate and I, we get on the phone, and we're just, you know, shooting the shit about all these bands. It turns out he ran this label that put out a bunch of records by bands I love. You want to talk about that a little bit, Nate? Sure. Uh I ran a, a label. It was, uh, it was originally called 608 Kisses, and uh, years later, I well, I, I ran it for a couple of years and then uh, kind of stopped, stopped for a while, and then uh, came back 
as 608 Kisses again, and then uh, uh, I just needed a change, so I changed it to uh, uh, Hang Up Records, and uh, and now it's defunct again. So <laughs> yeah, but in that time, yeah. he put so many cool records out, dude. I mean, I mean, everyone that knows me knows I love fucking Mask Intruder, and he put out their first shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that, that was, instantly uh, when I found out, I was like, this dude's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Put out the first Masked Intruder seven inch, and which was turned out to be uh, my biggest record I ever put out by far. Um, yeah. Put out some other records, uh, a record by the Mangies and uh, some other bands like Sci-Fi Nightmares, Capitalist Kids, uh, Tenement, Sloan Peterson. Yeah, a few others, but yeah. yeah a bunch of others, but still, yeah. yeah. And dude, I'm like a huge Mangy's fanatic, bro. They're one of my all-time favorites, especially my favorite from Italy, hands down. So anyways, I'm like, man, this dude's cool. So we've been talking off and on for a few weeks, and then finally I was like, dude, we should just do a podcast, man. You know, because there's really not a podcast out there that kind of addresses this kind of music. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's like a shit ton of Kiss podcasts, a shit ton of freaking Decibel Geek clones. I mean, you know, just talking about 80s bands and hard rock. But I mean, if you're going to listen to that, you might as well listen to Decibel Geek. They're the best at it, I think. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but there's nothing that's really talking about the kind of punk. There's a couple punk rock podcasts, but it's like the, just like the kind of punk rock that I don't really like, like just... I call it mall punk. It's like mohawks and fashion. You know, it's, it has nothing yeah. to do with the kind of shit that I'm into and that Nate obviously is into as well. Yeah. So Nate and I decided we're going to just do a fucking pop punk podcast. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a blast because I love this shit. He loves this shit. We're both super stoked to finally have a place to talk about all these great bands and all this great music that meant so much to us when we were young but continues to mean so much to us today. I'm excited. It's going to be cool. Yeah. Stay tuned. It's going to be a great show. Dummy Room. You're going to love it. We'll have a great time. Speaking of the Dummy Room, um, <laughs> we have an email. If you do want to get at us and maybe come on and talk about whatever or do whatever with us or just criticize us and tell us that this kind of music sucks or whatever. Yeah. Email is thedummyroom at yahoo.com. There you go. Easy enough. Yeah. All complaints. suggestions nudes Uh, whatever you want to send yeah anything you want to send us anything uh you want us to talk about you want us to talk about your band send it in if we like it we will yeah maybe it'll happen so uh just for anybody that's not listening um for anyone that doesn't know jody uh where you at jody where are you from i'm from st louis in the okay. suburbs now, in the woods, like 10 minutes from downtown, on the ill side, as they say. And where are you, awesome. buddy? I am in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, yeah, a couple hours away from Minneapolis, a couple hours away from Madison. So, Right on. Yeah. Pretty much nowhere Wisconsin. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what's our first order of business here at the Dummy Room? I could tell you that I went and saw the Lillingtons last night, and it pretty much kicked ass. Yeah. Uh talk about the set list they play just new stuff or Dude, mix it up okay so you we haven't talked about it on the show but nate and i had been talking and i'm not the biggest fan of the new lillington's record okay it's called stella sapiente right but yep. for them it's like a concept record okay and the weird part about the record for me and the part that i don't like is it has a lot of clean guitars you know and to me that's just it seems so different for the lillington's right 
Yep. But let me tell you, man, they played probably six off the new record last night. And with the regular Lillington's guitar tone, it was fucking badass. <laughs> I'm, sold. Right. I'm sold. I'm <laughs> sold. I mean, I already liked a few songs, but uh, some of the ones like, uh, I can't even think of their names because I never, I listened to that record like three, maybe three times and I haven't really given it a whole lot of chance because of the tone. So I yeah. can't really tell you the names except they definitely played Insect Nightmares. I already liked that one though. Awesome. Because that That's one's great. already heavy on the record. Yeah. But uh, which ones they played? Uh, fuck. I'd have to pull up the track listing. But uh, a lot of them. They played the first song on their record. You know that song? Yep. I don't know what yep. it's called. Uh, but, yeah, dude, they played care. a lot of them. And, you know, I mean, I get it. They want to play their new songs. But you could definitely feel a lull in the in the crowd every time that they did. You know what I mean? <laughs> Except for when they were doing the... The relatively new shit off Project 313, like they did Pyramids on the Moon, it went over huge. <laughs> Rubber Room, huge. Yeah, great uh, song. Until the Sun Shines, huge. I mean, people were bugging out to that shit. But cool. that's closer to the regular old Lillington sound, right? Yeah. But the new songs were so fucking heavy live, man, with just the regular tone, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't have Corey. I don't know where he was, but some other dude was playing bass. Hmm. Um, so... I don't know who he was, but let me tell you that one of the very coolest things that happened. First of all, dude, it was a Tuesday night and there was probably, I'd say maybe 50 fucking people, dude. That's it. It Damn. was crazy, dude. I've never seen anything like it. at a little, I mean, I've seen the Lillingtons a shit ton and it's always been packed and like super fun, you know? Wow. This show was like, where's everybody at? And like my buddy Dave's band opened, uh, Spin horror section, and I actually might play a song right here just because it kicks ass. And you guys should All check right. this out. This is horror section. Check this out. Tonight, when I saw you there, it was like the first time yesterday. When I said I loved you, I thought it was gonna last. But now as time goes on, and I don't feel the same. I think my brain is upside down. Cause our love is gone But I still want you in my arms Well the way I love you And now you know I wish I had died tonight But instead Here I am Crawling to you Well the way I love you And now you know I wish I had died tonight But instead Here I am Crawling to you No, it must seem strange that things have changed so fast. You gotta know those times we shared were the best part of my life. But now as time goes on, and I don't feel the same. I think my brain is upside down because our love is gone. But I still want you in my arms. Well, the way I feel tonight, you know I wish I had died tonight, but instead here I am.
Ride. That was Crawling to You by Horror Section. Great song. Great band. And uh, Dave and I used to be in this band called the Teflon Dons, and I love the guy, and he rocked out last night. It was cool. And then Make War played, and I didn't like them at all. They were like kind of like that aggro. Uh, I just wasn't for me. I haven't heard them. I don't think you would like it that much either. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. They started, then we went outside until the Lillingtons came on finally. And Cody, I guess, I think Cody was sick because, dude, he never even got out of the van until it was showtime. And I could just see him in there hacking and coughing. And even between songs, he was just like, you could tell he was sick. But, dude, he still sang his balls off. And, you know, he's one of my all-time favorite singers. And he killed it. Yeah, I mean, he always does. But but what was really cool, though, I know I'm maybe droning on just a bit about this, but uh, I don't know who these kids were but someone had brought these two really young kids like maybe seven the other kid might have been 10 you know what i mean jeez and uh it was an all ages show and their uh, parents were there but they were like right on the front of the stage these fucking kids knew every word to every song even the new <laughs> ones even the new ones and were totally rocking out the whole time dude it was so That's fucking great. cool it was so cool it's like this is the new generation of kids you know what i mean that are gonna keep this shit going yeah, it first really show, cool. the Lillingtons, that's awesome. Dude, then then they knew all the songs. Like, I kept waiting for them <laughs> to not know something. Because I was right, like, like two feet away from over to the side, you know? And uh, they were just, like, rocking out so hard. It was so cool. <laughs> and uh, I even filmed, like, a few clips of just those kids because it was just so cool to me. You yeah. Know, you don't really... I've seen a couple younger kids that, the like, punk rock parents drag them to the show, and they're not really... I mean, they're having fun, but they're not into it, you know? Yeah. These little dudes, every word to every song, every That's cool. every drum break. It was so cool. Yeah. So kudos to whoever those kids were. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. My first uh, my first show was fucking Great White and Tesla. Yeah? <laughs> I was 13. Great White. No one got burnt, <laughs> did they? Did anyone no. get burned? <laughs> no, they didn't burn the house down, so. That's good. <laughs> Ah, uh, fuck. So what were you telling me about that Weasel documentary? Uh, I don't know much about it. I just I, I just read on, uh, I think it was on Facebook. Um, I think it's called My Right, Screeching Weasel documentary. Um, I heard they were kind of all the filming was done, and they had a lot of footage to go through. So I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in that, you know? I'm excited. So that seems like uh, there could be a lot of shit in there. <laughs> a lot of good shit so oh yeah dude especially do you think that they like interviewed ben and vapid and panic and yeah so i, I re- this is uh i think i don't know months ago they were talking about um they went out and you know they sent you know cameras or wherever to uh interview certain people and i know uh i know my buddy justin was interviewed for it so cool he was he was in the band when the um when the Austin incident went down. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if they were going to like... I hope it's not like a behind the music where everything's great and then, oh, Austin. <laughs> and then, you know, it'll have like yeah. a scene where Ben's all remorseful and might shed a tear and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's not that kind of bullshit. I hope not either. But, um, Dude. I, don't, I always thought like... I always kind of thought that that thing was like a... I don't know. Maybe someone's going to get pissed about this. But I always thought it was kind of maybe like a, like a fucking stunt. Yeah, because I don't know. Like it a seemed, staged thing. It seemed fucking weird. Like what a <laughs> what a weird thing to have as a publicity stunt. But yeah. there wasn't 
there was a, such a there was a huge backlash, but then the band quit, and he instantly had a fucking new band and like a new album right away. Right. And it was like that's it was just weird. Some so like, weird power play by Ben to get rid of everyone and just take over <laughs> with some hired guns. Like what? Yeah. The band know. was great. Yeah, that, oh yeah. You know? I saw him last year. Uh, just you know, just Ben was the only original dude, but yeah. uh, still fucking ruled. You know, They're playing all of Ben's songs. You know, those are the songs he wrote. Them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was a, quite a huge backlash. I thought it was fucking bogus. Like, so what? Shit happens. You can't just judge the guy for the rest of his life. And it certainly doesn't take away from his body of work, which happens to be fucking genius, you know? But dude's definitely been judged harshly, you know? What can you do? Like, even Vapid's like, I don't want to ever do that again, you know? I think that sucks. Yeah. That totally sucks. Yeah, I, I don't know what I think of it, you know. It was, I'm not it saying did, that it was right, but, I mean, shit happens. you got to just kind of eventually forgive and forget, right? Yeah, I think I, I think I watched the video, like, one time when it first happened, and it was like, I don't really, I kind of remember it being kind of goofy, you know, like. It like, was a weird you know, little he, scene to behold. Yeah, oh, like, it was almost, like. It's kind of like a staged thing. It was like, is, is that real? You know, like I don't like know. A false flag. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, I don't know, man. Dude, dude had great songs. So still does. Still does. Absolutely. So, um, yeah. I just think documentary's got to be great. You know, it's just. Oh yeah, dude. I watched that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I love I love documentaries by by fucking bands that I don't even like. I, I watch, too, you know. Man. Um, I watched that Eagles one for fuck's sake. Yeah. And it was great. <laughs> you know. <laughs> did you ever see that Anvil? Anvil story. I'm a sucker for music documentaries of all types. Just, you know. Yeah. I didn't even know who Anvil was. You know, I think I I think I remember the name from back in the day maybe, but right. not a fan at all and fucking loved that that movie, you know. Yeah, it was, was cool. Great. So it made you feel um, really sorry for those dudes, you know? Yeah. It was like fuck. Yeah. It was like real life spinal tap, dude. Yep. Yeah. But um it's gotta be good. This the weasel one's gotta be good. And then uh I I I think I read about the Jawbreaker documentaries coming out on uh D V D soon. Yeah. And um yeah, I'm I guess I'd be interested in that too. Yeah, me too. More interested in the weasel though. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they're going to go back and like talk to all those early members? Like everyone kind of thinks of Weasel as Jughead, <laughs> Ben, Vapid, and Panic, right? That's like yeah. the classic lineup. But there's so many dudes before that lineup, you know? Yeah. Are they going to go that far back and get like that, what was it, Dave Naked and Steve Cheese and Steve fucking, Cheese. There's so Is many. It, it was, there was a personality in there too. Johnny personality, was yeah. it? Yeah. There's so many. Um. But yeah, definitely interested in seeing that documentary. Can't wait. You're going to see some serious shit. We were kind of going to go into just a little brief history of how we got into this kind of music, right? Yeah. Yeah, so how how where did it start for you? As far as punk rock, it totally started with the Ramones for me. And it was in a weird way when I was like maybe, mm, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, something like that. I was like staying up late. I always have been a night owl. And I, I just so happened to catch Rock and Roll High School on, like, USA Up All Night kind of thing. I think it was on mm-hmm. USA Up All Night. With uh, Rhonda Shears? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I just so happened to catch it right in the middle of that damn badass live segment, you know? Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is so cool. And I actually uh, asked my mom to get me a, a Ramones record that had Rock and Roll High School on it, you know? Because I was mm-hmm. a little kid. And she brought me home, like, into the century, which is a weird entrance point in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially to just to any type of punk rock, but especially to the Ramones. Because that album is kind of like a dynasty of, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? In Kiss terms. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of where it started with me as far as punk rock goes. I was already into other types of music, obviously. I mean, Kiss, when I was like... I got into music when I was like probably four or five because of Kiss, you know, even though a lot of ways I didn't really understand that they were a band necessarily, <laughs> you know, yeah. but that's where it all kind of began for me. What about you? Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was, I was kind of just a metal kid, you know, and uh, big time into Kiss and then um, eventually got into some uh, some heavier stuff, like some thrash stuff like Anthrax and Slayer and then... Uh, and then uh, early high school years, um, I had a buddy that his dad, he ran this boat harbor, and he would work down there on the weekends and shit, and uh, he would bring home records from from guys that worked there that were trying to get him into good music and stuff, and he was bringing, he was bringing um, like Husker Du and okay. the Minutemen and the Tar Babies and Dinosaur mm-hmm. Jr. and all that kind of stuff, right. and um, just fell in love with that stuff, and uh, eventually, you know discovered the descendants and the a whole different world opened up you know Hell yeah, and, man. Uh, got Hell into yeah. that and i remember being uh, shortly after that riding in the car with some buddies and something's playing and i'm and i'm listening and i'm thinking it it kind of sounds like the descendants and i don't know what it is and finally i'm like what are we listening to and they're like oh this is screeching weasel <laughs> i'm like fuck you know this yeah. is the greatest thing i've ever heard and um and they were listening to my brain hurts, and ever since then, it's it's still one of my favorite records, you know. Yeah, mine so, too. Top ten yeah. of all time for me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, um, and then that you know from there, it's just been every other band that sounds just like them, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And uh, the Dude. Ramones actually came after them for me too. Um, yeah. I had heard of them before that, and I actually heard them just seeing videos, you know, Headbangers Ball and shit, seeing the pet cemetery and you know so i knew who they were and i knew they were the the pioneers and stuff but i hadn't really had a a a formal good introduction to you know uh road to ruin or rocket to russia at that point until after after i was introduced to screeching weasel you know so that's pretty cool yeah yeah Um, screeching weasel dude we'll have to do a whole weasel episode because dude my brain hurts (laughs) i think was one of the most influential albums like in the 90s you know it's one of the only ones in the 90s to me that really did something to everyone i knew you know what i mean like people yeah. would try to try to say that it was you know nirvana it totally was not nirvana for my group of friends it was yeah, fucking no. screeching weasel my brain hurts dude and it was around the same time a little bit earlier i think when did my brain hurts come out? Ninety one. Uh, Ninety one. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And I, don't I got know into what year that Nirvana came out, but it was right around the same time. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. But uh, I like, got into. I think it was ninety three or ninety four. Ninety three. I got into my brain hurts, and yeah. It was all over so. from there. 
yeah dude that's what just that that album's pretty much perfection and i mean it totally revolutionized like the kind of music that both of us love to this day you know what i mean it all comes back to my brain hurts (laughs) don't you think i mean that was like (laughs) it does you think about it like as far as punk records obviously the first ramones super influential to everyone the fucking pistols right yeah the clash first clash and then you know there's there was bands you know who screwed do and stuff but in the 90s there wasn't shit until i mean i guess green day was huge but i don't think they really influenced anything but i totally think that i mean Screeching Weasel influenced all the great punk bands uh, from yep. the 90s and all the lookout bands and all the shit that we still love to this day. Absolutely. It's yeah. crazy. And it never really sold. <laughs> um, I mean, you know. I don't know. I, did, I mean, nowadays I, they, I think they had it to, probably they has. They sold some records. Yeah, now, by <laughs> yeah. now. But that yeah. album's how old, you know? Yeah, 27 mm, years old. Damn, The Magic 27. <laughs> Yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> Did you... Does anyone actually know what that shit was about? I know that it was the whole punk rock local thing, but yep. what uh, was the 27? Was it the whole, like, 27 club, death? What was it? Yeah, um... I don't know. I don't know, I but I How think... many people have that tattoo? Does anyone know? Has Ben or, like, Vampire ever came out and said anything? Like, what does um, it mean? I have no idea. I do know that I believe that they had a demo tape, Screeching Weasel demo, um, from mid-80s, you know, when the very first demo tape, and I believe it had 27 songs on it. Yeah. And I don't know if that's if that's where it came maybe, from or not, but maybe. somebody, there's one guy listening right now that's just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the answer, so write us and let us know, right? Totally. I've heard people say that it was because of that 27 Things. Uh, what's that song, 27 Things I Want to Do to You? But I think that was pu- like after that whole shit, but I can't remember. I don't know. I know I a lot know. of people, a lot of guys walking around with 27 tattooed on their arm. Dude. <laughs> it's like, do you even know what it is? We don't even know what it is. So We'll have to get old Jay Prozac over here. He was the first person yeah, I ever I saw that had that like back way back when. Yeah. Um. Doesn't... Doesn't the guy from Green Day have that same tattoo? I don't know. I think I've, uh, I think I think so. Really? That's pretty so, cool. Yeah. Which guy? The bass player? Uh, Billy Joe. Oh, really? I think so. That's cool. Yeah. Because Mike played on uh, How to Make Enemies, right? Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of that record? I liked it. I did too, man. So. I was totally on board to, with Weasel until Bark Like a Dog. I really didn't like that one when it came out. I just, I don't know, something about it, just, I didn't like it. But years later, I've revisited it, and I actually do like it nowadays. But, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Did you always uh, like it? I did. That That's, you know, that's one of the, I think the first record that I got new when oh, okay. I was into them was, um, I hear you. was How to Make Enemies, and then that one, so... Yeah, I was really in. That was, and after that, they started to kind of, for me, slightly go downhill a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, totally. I mean, like that major label debut, it kind of sucks. And that was right after <laughs> "Bark Like a Dog," right? The one with the doll, the big dollar was, bill. Yeah, I think that cover. was. 
Yeah, I think that was think right that was, after. Yeah. And then, and then Television City Dream. I didn't like Television City Dream, but I did I like uh, Teen Punks in Heat. Yep. That the emo album came to me is pretty, that. Yeah, emo. I just and I've tried to block sucked. that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never um, mentioned that one. I don't do why we, uh, no. Just no. <laughs> nope. I I always thought like they they kinda lost a step when, when like Vapid left. Obviously. <laughs> I always felt like I don't know, the, the you had you didn't have the backup vocals and then when um like Mass from Squirtgun started playing bass for him, I just thought that the bass was you know, the bass lines were I don't know, I don't know what it was. It, was it different. just had a different sound. It was definitely you know? different. And, um, you know, no the, vapid makes a big difference. Not bad. I mean, I still like those records, but I just, you know, they don't I never compete, listen obviously. To those, man. I never listen to emo, never listen to television, never listen to major label. Uh, I think I, I think that Pretty Girls 7-inch came out in that same time frame, and I like that. Yeah. But for me, I, st- I still... I still always go back to My Brain Hurts and Wiggle and Anthem and yeah, the those classics. are still the, yeah, are the like, classics for sure. Yeah, those are like the holy trinity of weasel records right there. <laughs> when, yeah. yeah. I mean, to everyone um, I know, those are the three. Yeah, I think, and actually, I, I think my my introduction to the Ramones was my buddy had, um at one point, he got the uh, the Ramones, the, the Screeching Weasel um, Ramones album, and... Um, we were driving around listening to it, and like Chainsaw came on, and it was like, "Holy fuck!" You know? Yeah. Totally. This is great. And then I was like, "I gotta, I gotta get to, you know, I gotta be into the Ramones now." <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, right. they instantly become one of my favorite bands at that point too. So. Hell yeah, man! The Ramones. <laughs> yeah. I've always said, man, the greatest American band that ever existed was the Ramones. And people don't agree, but fuck that. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just watched a, um, I got this channel, uh, TV channel called um, Access, and they have these uh, rock classic shows, Yeah, and um, they have a Ramones one on there, and I oh. watched it uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, well, yeah, it was, was it? pretty cool, oh, I, a bunch okay. of shit I already knew, you know, but... Like a behind the music kind of thing? It, it's sort of like that, yeah. Hmm. Um, nothing new, you know, nothing no. groundbreaking or anything, but... Can always watch yeah, another just, documentary though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. So that was cool though. It's just cool to see it on that that channels. I don't know. It was kind of weird. They always show like more classic rock shit on there. So that's cool. It was Ramones took me by are surprise. classic rock now, dude. Yeah, it's still kind of weird when I hear the Ramones on the classic rock station in town, even though they're they're well, what do they play like rock. Blitzkrieg Bop or what? Blitzkrieg Bop. I want to be sedated. Sedated, um, yeah. I've heard that, but yeah, but this is the same channel that plays like '90s alternative rock and stuff like oh, that. Okay. Pearl Jam and right. <laughs> like that shit's classic rock now, I guess. So yeah, that shit's just as old as the Weasel shit. Yeah, the grunge shit popped off in like early '90s, right? '91 or something. Ninety, yeah, '91, '92, yeah. Because yeah, Sub Pop was like late '80s, and then late '80s, yep you get into the sub pop thing you know i did you know there yeah. was um i mean the dwarf shit <laughs> i'm trying to th- i'm trying to think well i liked mud honey back in the day yeah they're all right. like mud honey a little bit and um okay yeah you know there was um there was some ties to you know some of the sst stuff like Soundgarden and stuff and, right um but never really got into that stuff but 
Yeah. Nah, me either. No. Um, I don't know. But once once I discovered, you know, like I said, Screeching Weasels, shit like that, Lookout Records. Got you know. records. Hell yeah, dude. Mail yeah. order. Because um, you could count on the label. They only put out good bands, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking back, I mean, they did have some clunkers in there. <laughs> yeah, some there, of those but. records that I I would just like be like, uh, high fives, eh, that's probably good. It's on lookout. And I would like try to get into it and it was okay. But yeah, there were some clunkers. Yeah. You know. But they also had so many great ones, man. The queers, the groovy ghoulies, the early Donna shit, what else? Yeah. The lookouts themselves, MTX, yeah. Um, um what else? Lookouts. Those early days. Um, just shit. the, uh, what was it, the Can of Pork record? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was great. And then, you know, just bands like Juke. Dude, at, yeah. That 7 inch is still fucking great. Um, yeah. You know, op- Those were the days, Operation man. Yeah. Ivy. I didn't like them as much as all my friends did, but I liked yeah. them. You know what I mean? They're a little too, I did like them. I liked them too, but that's not a band that I go back to a whole lot. No, Whereas I, like, I, I still put on an MTX all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I can't listen to Operation Ivy anymore. No. I dude. put them on and it's just like, uh It's too busy. Know. The bass is too busy for me. <laughs> yeah. So. What about the old Crimp Shrine and shit? You know, I used to, you know, Crimp Shrine in 15, you know, yeah. used to. Used you know, to, me too. In high school, yeah, you know. Like, but Some of those bands just don't, you grow out of them. But some of them, like... I still love just as much, you know what I mean? Queers, yeah. Weasel shit, Riverdales, all that shit. You know, I just love yeah. it. Yeah, some uh, like uh, certain records you just always go back to. Love songs and and uh, Love is Dead, mm-hmm. you know? Just can't Revenge get away from sweet. them. Revenge is Sweet. Did you like Revenge is Sweet? I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. Um, Parasite shit, that's another one we forgot. Yeah, well, we could talk for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to get yeah. into a parasites conversation at some point. I think at some point I'll have to. Uh, yeah, we'll have to have a conversation about the parasites. So, yeah. um, there, you know, there's certain bands. I've always, you know, we'll we'll probably have an episode on this, but you know, there's there's a certain, uh, you know, level of songwriting in this genre that you know there's there's only a handful of bands that have achieved that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Where, like, you know, Screeching Weasels had so many great songs, and the Queers have had so many great songs, but, you know. Um, right. I think the Parasites are definitely on that level. Yeah. You know, as far as, yeah. So, we'll talk about that on another episode. Yeah. There's a whole lot to talk so. about with the Parasites and Nate and the whole thing. So, that's that'll be another good episode. So, stay tuned for that. You're in the dummy room. Nate and I both came up with our top five Lillington songs, which was damn yeah. near like pulling teeth for me. It was hard as fuck. Dude, picking five songs from... 
Sometime we'll, maybe we'll do like our, our top 20 of just Cody songs because you got all the TBR <laughs> shit, the sack shit. Oh, and I forgot. I keep forgetting to tell you. You know how the other day we talked about the hybrids thing? Yeah, yeah. They had both of those records there for sale. And I was like, wait, I thought Cody used to do this. He's like, and the guy, the merch guy who ended up being the bass player, which I didn't know at the time because it wasn't Corey. You know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah. he was like, no, Cody's on this new stuff. He's just not singing. So that stuff you sent me, that newer stuff, I guess that yeah. is Cody, but he's just not singing. Okay. Okay. I was like, huh, weird. We were just talking about this like three days ago. Did you um? Did you see some of those videos where he was singing? No, I hadn't. Oh. I haven't dove that deep yet. Yeah, dive dive in a little bit, and you'll see. Um, there's a couple that are below that that he is singing. How and is it's, it? Uh, I mean, uh, is it like the Lillingtons? Is it like what's it like? It, it's it's a little raw, you know. It's a little rough, but it's it's not bad. Yeah, and the, um, it's like pre Lillingtons, like pre Lillingtons. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I so. gotta check that out. Yeah, you do. It's 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 cool. So that's super cool. So we anyway. So we each came up with five Lillington songs. I don't know if we're gonna play. We still haven't really decided if we're gonna play our top one a piece or what. I don't know. What are we gonna do, Nate? Let's just start and then we'll see if we want to play one or not. We'll just we'll just do it. <laughs> so you'll at least get one a piece from us, but you might get two a piece or three a piece. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Okay. So you want to start? Sure. And as I said before, this was really hard, and I don't know if this list is necessarily in in the order that it kind of is, but I'd take any of these songs. I love them all so much. But I'm going to go from five to one, I think. All right, so for my number five, um, and again, this is super hard, but I went with uh, Don't Trust the Humanoids. Wow. From Death by Television, one of my all-time yep. favorite albums. And such a great song, and... It, I made this list like at seven o'clock tonight after and they, this totally ripped last <laughs> night. So I was like, yeah, don't trust the humanoids. That's the shit. Cool. So yeah. Did you have that one? I did not have okay. that one. No. Cool. Um, I have some, uh, I have some alternates and that, that actually was on one of my alternate lists. Right. <laughs> didn't make the final cut, but, um, okay. my number five is x-ray specs from that's my television.
Yep. I love the love the line. I can see through your bullshit with my X-ray specs. Just yep. fucking love it. So that's a that's a classic for me. That's yeah, classic for me too, dude. And it was actually on my larger list that I pared down just because we had to get five. You know. Yep. That ripped last night as well. Yep. So it's it's. This is a hard list. This Dude, was the Wellingtons have at least to me two absolutely classic albums. The first Shout Out of Luck and Death by Television. There's really not yep. a bad song on either one of them. I mean, I let them play there all the way through. Yeah. So Yeah. So this uh, is tough. The split, the Nothing Cool split is classic too. Yeah. Their their side is is just golden, so. Oh yeah, for sure. I thought we were just kind of going to stick to the regular old albums though. Damn it. I can live with this list, though. You know what? I don't even know if I have a song off. We'll have to. We'll get there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. So I'm on my number four, and yet again another death by television cut. And this is another one of my big favorites. It's called "I Saw the Ape Man," and then in parentheses, what? On the moon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Saw the ape awesome. man on the moon, dude. That song rules, and it's a, always a live, always I played live. It seems, but it rules. I did not have that one. So. No? Nope. But it's good. It is really good. You got to yep. love that breakdown, especially live. Everybody's clapping and singing and having a blast. That's just so fun. Love that shit. Okay, right, so what's my, your number four? My number four is Hooked on You from Shit Out of Luck. <laughs> I love Last that. Last song, if I remember right. Yeah, I think yep. you're right. Dude, I had that one too. You know what's really funny too is like, Last night, as soon as the show's over, we're standing around out front. Timmy comes out. He's like, who's got a cigarette? I'm like, I got you, bro. <laughs> so it's just like the song, man. Timmy likes to smoke his cigarettes. And the first person who offered him one was a menthol, so he wanted a regs. So I gave him one. <laughs> a little side note. Did they, uh, did they play that song? Nope. Yeah. No. I'll tell you later when we get further down my list. But uh, no, dude, they... They, uh, it seems like anymore all they play, well, we'll see if you have them, and we'll talk about it after the list in case you do have them. So you had Hooked on You. What a great fucking song. Yep. I have for my number three another Death by Television cut and another freaking live classic, dude, Phantom Maggot.
Nice. You got that one? I did not have that one. It's cool that we have different ones, but they're all good. <laughs> they are. Yeah. That whole album is great, you know? It really is, man. Yep. Okay, so what's your number three, then? My number three is Alien Girl. Damn, that's another great yep. one. Yep, off that split. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So, Hell a little yeah. slower, you know? Yeah, but it's so, great. It's, it's so a, good. I think, you know, I, I think I... I think I got that record in what was that the late 90s, you know, mid to late 90s and that's just been one of my favorites for forever, you know. So yeah. I was kind of surprised that I didn't put that as number 1 actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, but Death by Television came out and yeah. So I hear you. It's it, it's weird how they went from, you know, the the shit out of luck album was all about girls pretty girls, much. Yeah. And then Death by Television was, you know, they did a 180 there, you yeah. know, production-wise, too. <laughs> and then they did another 180 and went into the Spy Realms. Yep, yep. You know, I don't think they played anything off of that last night, except, well, they might have did Mind Control. I can't remember. But, yeah. That's that's my favorite song on that record. It's pretty much, yeah, I don't really like that record. I don't so. either. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Uh, the music sounds great, but I just don't care about the spy shit. It's just not my cup of tea. I like a couple of the songs, and I definitely like most of the music. I like the Ben Weasel song they did, the Waited Out. Oh, yeah. It's way better that than was, Ben's version, Yeah, that, that ended up... That was on what Riverdale? That was on a Riverdale's record, right? Yeah, I think it was on... Uh, was it on Phase 3? I uh, don't fucking know. Invasion or that, I don't know. Yeah, so. it might have been. I don't remember. One of the later ones, though. Yep. And so know, what Ben we... cannot. I mean, especially if you're used to the Cody version and then you hear Ben kind of, yeah. you know. We all love Ben Weasel, but it's not necessarily because he has the greatest voice in the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, guess I love I, his I shit, but. Cody's. Yeah. yeah, Cody, vocally, heads and shoulders above. Okay, so that brings me to number two. Are you on your number three? No, my number three was Alien think, Girl. Okay. So my number two is another song about a girl. It's Pom Pom Girl. Oh, I've nice. loved that song since I was a little kid, it seems like. 20, yep. It's 20 some odd years. It's just so good. And, yep. uh It's just so good. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was on the list. It, it was that didn't quite make the cut, but it yeah. I love those so harmonies, good. man. It's so good. Yep. Yep. Uh, so what do you got in your number two slot then? My number two is Black Hole in My Mind. Damn, I love it. Yep. Love that, it. That Just, was actually my number five, and then I was like, mm, fuck. <laughs> I ended up bumping it for Don't Trust the Humanoids. But yeah. yeah. I was making the list, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm listening to it. Oh, that's got to go way up on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. So just love it. Love it. Oh yeah, that riff, so killer. Yeah, it's just kind of just heavy, almost. You know. Yeah, it's really heavy. Just, that album is the, the the production on that album is just it kicks shit out of Lux's ass. But, oh yeah, you know. It has like thick so. guitars, you know. Yeah. The old panic button days. I guess <laughs> it was re- probably recorded at Sonic Iguana. It yeah, it was. But I think I don't know if I read this somewhere that they didn't they weren't on Panic Button when they recorded it. They they kind of went in and paid for all that themselves. Wow. Which is, jeez. 
sounds great. Yeah, sounds really great. So, yeah, they, I don't know, That's had cool. some money, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't really argue with that whole album. No. I call it my mind. That's the shit. They played so. that last night, too, of course. Did they? That's nice. Crowd pleaser. Cool. They played almost everything off of Death by Television. The only one they didn't play that I can think of is, they, well, they didn't play Robots. And they didn't play You're the Only One. But I think that's the only ones they didn't play off that record. Damn. Yeah. I mean, one after another. They even played I Came From The Future. Blistering. Mm. Blistering. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. All right. Okay, so for my number one. So last night, Cody finally gets out the van. He's been sitting there for like two hours while the other bands played, you know. And, uh... We're all sitting out there, too, because it was so loud. So anyway, he gets out. I say, hey, Cody, you got to do me a favor tonight, dude. He's like, what's up, man? I said, you got to play Ramble On, man. It's my favorite fucking song you've ever written. He goes, hmm, I'll see what I can do. And he goes, I don't think the other guys know it. I said, dude, show it to him. It's four chords, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so I was hoping the whole time, and he kept looking at me, and I kept thinking he was going to do it, and he never did. But luckily, I could play it here. This is my number one pick, Ramble On. Check it out. Why feel I'm about to hurl my head? It's like a tilt of my heart. It's gonna beat out of my chest. My legs feel like a ton of bricks. My eyes, I leave it playing tricks and I get feeling all fucked up again. fucking love that song dude it's one of the greatest it didn't make my list so yeah so it was it's it's on the bottom of the list actually if i made a top 10 it's there yeah it's just <laughs> it, so that was good. a hard one to cut off. i just always wish that the shit out of luck had the production of death yeah. by television 
Because to me, the songs are just as strong. It's just, you know, the production isn't as nice. Not yeah. as thick. So what is I your number you were, one? I well, thought you were going to say something else, What do you think I would have? I, I kind of thought you were either going to go uh, War of the Worlds or uh, Murder on My Mind. I love both of those. <laughs> yeah, but me too. I'm a, um, you know, I like the poppy side of shit. That's why I love pop punk, the kind of pop punk that we love. I don't mind when they go all nuts, but one thing that drives me insane is when I go to a show by one of my favorite bands, and instead of playing all the fucking killer songs that they have, they just play some aggro set, you know what I mean? To try to like prove that they're not these poppy little <laughs> guys or whatever. Like, If you go see the queers, every time it's a fucking gamble. You might get the yeah. best show ever with all the killer love songs shit and all the great, you know, poppy shit that Joe's written. Or you might get Squid Omelet and this place sucks and fucking we'd have yeah. a riot and all that bullshit all night. Yep. I yep. hate when that happens. I want yep. the poppy, you know, I want the poppy shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I do love both of the ones you mentioned and they played both of those last night as well. I love that break in the middle of... uh Invasion. But anyways, uh, uh what is your number one? Uh, they did apparently they didn't play my number one either last night. Uh you're the only one.
Lillington hands song down my out. my favorite Lillington song. Yeah. The breakdown is the breakdown with the haze in there. The <laughs> yeah, fucking love it. Yeah, so. it's killer. The first time I heard that song, it was just like you know maybe it's because it's the only song in that record that's about a girl, really. You know, right? So I kind of heard that was I heard it from somewhere that he wrote that song about Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but wow. So, yeah. So I want to before we, before we get off the whole Lillington subject, I want to just kind of pick your brain about what do you? I mean, okay, let me set it up this way. So last last night, you know, the new record is basically all about all this Illuminati shit, right? Yeah, and all this kind of stuff. So last night, before I don't know if you've seen in the last year, maybe two years, they ever since Pyramids came out, it seems like. If you've seen any of their live stuff, this is how it was the last time I saw them, like, last year. They have these little things, these little... They start the show, the lights go down, and you can see... And Cody's... We're standing right there, you know, and Cody's got, got his little toolbox full of candles. And he he lights all these candles all on the stage and puts this fucking Baphomet on the stage, okay? They brought their fucking toys with them! Or Baphomet, I don't know how you say it, but you know what I'm saying, the freaking goat fucking demon god thing. Baphomet or Baphomet. <laughs> the Baphomet yeah. puts that thing on the stage and there's like this creepy music that kind of sounds like uh, have you ever heard I'm sure you have since you said you were a metalhead when you were a kid but that that shout at the devil like the beginning in the beginning mm-hmm. shit where yeah. it's like kind of creepy sounding. They got yeah. these kind of sounds. The lights are down and they're standing off to the side and uh they come on, you know, but like after every third song or so, the lights would go back down and they would kneel over by their amps in the darkness while this weird tape played. And it's just like after the first time, I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing this really? for? I mean, it wastes like it. They could have at least played a song in the time that there's like kneeling and it's almost like they're <laughs> it's almost to me, it feels like they're just kind of trying to pretend to be satanic because it sells. You know what I mean? What the fuck? That's it's very odd. Oh. And it, yeah, it's like I I saw it the last time I saw him was like at that Jugheads thing last year, and they came in town again, but we were out of town at the Rock and Pod. So this is the first time I've seen them in a year. But they did this at both shows, and all the video that you can see on YouTube, they do it as well. But it's just like, what are you doing that for? Like, it sucks. Like, I just wanted to tell him, dude, that's so lame. Why are you wasting our time kneeling in the yeah. dark? You could play an extra song. Their songs are that's, short. You know what that's I mean? A, that's a little strange. And what was even huh. weirder, I don't know. If it's It struck me as odd. Uh, you know, the lights go down at the very beginning, and there's already, and then Cody's lighting all these candles and shit. And they're all, so then when the candles are lit, they go off to the side. And when they come on, Timmy kind of, like, does this weird, he, like, put his hand on the top of that Baphomet's head thing and did this, like, weird kneeling thing, like, almost like he was praying to the damn thing. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world are you guys doing? Wow. You know what I mean? They're not a satanic band. No. You know? So why are they, why, are, I don't know. Maybe it's just a way to g- gain attention. You know, yeah. to, because obviously all of pop is just all this satanic bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pushing That's... these agendas and such. Maybe it's one way for them to finally 
get the actual like credit they deserve as musicians is to like yeah. be faux satanic and maybe get on the map a little bit because of that. Mm. Because after you know twenty some odd years of writing these fucking brilliant songs, nothing's happening. You know what I mean? There's, yeah. I mean that's part of punk rock, obviously. But you know what I'm saying? A band that has a a singer and a songwriter like Cody fucking Templeman, the dude deserves like so yeah, much absolutely. accolades and money. Meanwhile, you know, yeah. some stupid fucking mumble rappers, a millionaire off of just <laughs> blah blah blah. You know, can't yeah. play, can't do shit. But uh, well, I told you, um, I, t- I think I told you on the other day that the new album kind of reminded me of a. Uh, the Crusades, yeah. So yeah, that's a different you know, part of it. Like kind of goes that lithograph you know. thing I was trying to show you earlier on the camera or whatever. It's it says uh, the tour was called the Eastern Inquisition. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean it's totally like that, but they have that whole upside down pyramid is their thing now. So it's like yeah. Illuminati hmm. turned upside down. I don't know. But I don't care. I mean, they played all the almost all the songs <laughs> that I wanted to hear. It would have been weird seeing them doing all that kneeling shit and then come out and play, uh, you know, Pom Pom Girl. <laughs> yeah, I mean, totally. <laughs> you know? To be fair, yeah. though, every time they would do the kneeling thing, I'm pretty sure when they came back, they played one of the new songs. Yeah, I can see that, but, you know. But still. I looked on YouTube today to see if anyone had posted it because a shit ton of people were filming it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, just because I wanted to see, I wanted to like look at a time code of just how long those little breaks were, because it seemed fucking interminable, dude. We're just like Amber and I and, Trisha, and our friend Trisha Toyota are looking at each other like, again, are you fucking serious? How long is this gonna go? It seemed like it was just going on and on and on. And uh, I want to see exactly what it was, because you know, on the video you could look at the time. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, man. Off the look, it seemed fucking yeah. so stupid. You they know, could I have, have played Ramble on guys. That I time. know, and I kept yelling at Cody. <laughs> he keeps looking at me and just smiling. I was like, "Dude, Ramble on!" And he'd look <laughs> over at me and just give me the weird nod that you know how he is. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it never happened. And he had a yeah. he had an excuse. I'll I'll let it slide. <laughs> but. uh I don't know, man. That whole kneeling shit, I just think it's weird. I don't, I just don't, I don't get it, man. I don't get it at all. Yeah, that's odd. Um, I have a, uh, I don't know if I told you before, but I have a, I have a kind of a cool Cody fanboy story. Yeah, yeah. What I, you got? Uh, when I, uh, my, I, I have a daughter and she, when she was, uh, like just a few days old, uh, maybe a week old or something, we were, uh. I don't remember where we were going, but we were uh, we were at a stoplight, and this is in this is in my town, La Crosse, Wisconsin, and uh, there's a car kind of passing us, and I kind of looked at the guy driving it, and I thought, and I, I told my wife, "Wow, that looks like Cody from the Lillingtons." And <laughs> in the mirror, I look back, and I notice that it has the car has Wyoming license plates, and I that think uh, that's a little strange, you know. So I I kind of turned, and I seen he turned into an alley this car turned into the alley i kind of followed him you know and uh (laughs) into a business and i'm like i wonder if that's him you know so i went into the business and um sure shit the guy it was cody and uh he was working there and i just went up to him and i'm like 
you know, seeing the name tag Cody, and I'm like, are you know, are you Cody from, you know, the Lillingtons and Bottle Rocket? And he's like, yeah. And he kind of gave me a look like, how the fuck do you know who I am? You know, <laughs> right. and uh, couldn't believe it, man. It was just like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know. And as it turns out, I think his girlfriend at the time, or I don't know, she was she was going to school, college here. And uh, he just lived here with her for like a couple years, and I never knew it. <laughs> and uh, cool. after that, he, he went on, he did one of the, um, this was probably, I think Total was out for sure. I don't know if the second record was out or not, or the, the next record was out. But um, yeah, he went on tour, and then he came back, and he like was there for another week, and and he said he was moving. It was like, fuck, you know? He lived yeah. in my town for two years and didn't even know. And after I found out about this, I had seen him uh, a couple other times. This is, you yeah. know, out at a bar and out at a, like a Target or something, shopping. Wow. And Yeah. It's pretty cool. But yeah, really fucking strange, you know? Small world. So, absolutely. I love that he's so. like, how do you know who I am? I don't think that he yeah, gets, well, like, I don't think he understands that, like, worldwide, I mean, he's considered, like, a fucking legend in punk rock, really. If you look yeah. at his work, his body of work, and all the bands. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The Lillingtons alone, you got the sack what? shit, that hybrid shit. What else? The freaking yeah. uh, TBR, well, obviously. Yeah, and I think the Teenage Bottle Rocket really kind of propelled him up the, the ladder there. But, Big you know, time. this was before they were you know really anything you know yeah. like they are now you know but yeah i guess he's i could see him being a little shocked you know living there for two years and you know how right. many lillington fans live in in my town you know not many so <laughs> right. yeah so but yeah it was you. crazy you know yeah it's pretty cool though so today actually on um i picked my kids up from play practice today and we were driving home and i went past that place and we were we were listening to uh the lillingtons and i actually told my daughter kind of that story <laughs> and she's like he used to work, he used to live here you know that's cool you know and my son knows him you know knows who teenage bottle rocket is so right. he was blown away that the you know singer of teenage bottle rocket lived here so yeah yeah it's crazy how big tbr has gotten i think i told you before like what would have happened if, um, like, what if all those Teenage Bottle Rocket Cody songs would have just been Lillington songs? Like, what if there was, we would have had a couple of really fucking good Lillington's records. Oh, hell yeah. No? I have, so, a, like, a playlist on my iTunes that's just all the different yeah. Cody shit. It totally rules, man. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I like some of those Ray tunes. You know, quite a few of them. Yeah. Nowhere near, like, Cody, you know? Yeah, I think I prefer the Cody stuff too, but yeah, there's definitely He's got some some good ones, obviously. Absolutely. So, but yeah, yeah, I just think there would have been, you know, a couple of really, really good Lillington's albums, you know. What's your favorite that like been... TBR Cody song? <sighs> <sighs> no pressure. That's tough. Um, I really like Skate or Die. Yeah. You know. I like that um, one. What else? Um, trying to think in my head. Go by the albums, you know? Right. What do you like, man? Oh, man. Let's see. Total, my favorite Cody song is probably Lost in Space. Um, yeah. Let's see. Um, 
Let's see. I really like. Uh, I really like that fucking done with love, man. What's that on Freak Out? Uh, I love that song. That's like a total Lillington song, except it's about love. <laughs> but uh, uh, I like. Uh, what do you? Uh, what do you think of uh, Bigger Than Kiss? <laughs> I think it's pretty funny, man. It is funny. I don't like that. Like, there's a certain segment of like Kiss dudes that have discovered Bottle Rocket because of that song. You know what I mean? And they think that, yeah. like, I don't know what. Uh, it's a weird thing. Like, I have this buddy that, like, only likes like the worst music ever, but he bought that Bottle Rocket record. <laughs> I mean, he likes Kiss and then just the worst shit ever besides that. You know. Hmm. And he's like, I noticed he had it. And I was like, that's fucking weird. I don't like when, I I don't know. It's just weird to me. But I mean, I like that song. I think as far as a theme song, like a a song based on like a theme or a particular subject, it's a good one. But I think that Ray's Maverick has that beat. (laughs) That's like such a clever take on that (laughs) whole idea. It's like it actually that when that, that record came out, I... I never really, I mean, I saw the movie when I was a kid, but I never really gave two shits about it. But once that song came out and I was like digging into it and I was loving it and I I didn't really get the lyrics because I didn't know the movie that well, you know? Yeah. So I actually went and uh, watched (laughs) Top Gun just so I could appreciate the song better. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, okay. All right. Now I really, really get it. And it's even better. You know what I mean? Now it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's kind of, kind of um, weird. Yeah. Um, another, so Far Away is a great song. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like, and, uh, no, I guess Racing's Why I so Let You cool. Go. So Cool's absolutely, you know, one of the best. Burger yeah. King's Killer. Dude, all the Cody Bottle Rocket songs from the early shit are, like, <laughs> pretty much on point. There's yep. a couple that I don't really like as much, but I really like most of them wasting my time is fucking great yeah yeah i waste my time i guess it's called um headbanger headbanger's <laughs> great that's an old sack cut though yeah that's what you were saying yeah the sack version sounds basically the same just not as good of production you know yeah my favorite sack song is this fucking as pimp got stuck that's the shit Maybe we should hear some yeah, sack, I gotta dude. You want me to throw a sack song in on this episode? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hear this pimp got stuck. Why you gotta stab me in my back, Johnny? I'm bleeding. Shit. Everybody gather around if you want to see the shit hit the fan. Somebody said the pimp, now he's hotter than a frying pan.
So that was Pimp Got Stuck from Sack, another one of Cody's projects. The dude's fucking golden, man. He really is. And yep. uh, hopefully we don't sound too much like we're gushing about some dude, but, man, he's really great. <laughs> he's great. I love everything that he's done. All right, you've been in the dummy room. I'm Jody. And I'm Nate. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Stay tuned. Next week we'll have some more cool rock and roll shit for you guys to check out. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Take it easy. Goodbye to you.